Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Mine ain't the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. I am your host, Katrina Jones of Satari Self-Care Institute. Today our show topic is Seven Essential Self-Care Tips for Creating an Authentic Lifestyle. This is an ebook that was created, was birthed out of my journey for finding my authenticity and as a coach and with my background in social services helping other people um, figure out what's important to them and what authenticity looks like for them. So we're going to get through um, as much as of the ebook that we can uh, in this hour. And if I need to create a part two, then we'll do that. In a world where everyone wants you to look like they do, Being your authentic self can seem scary, rebellious, and even unnatural. Authenticity is about knowing what you value, how you will choose to live out these values, and most important, why these values are important to you. In this book, this ebook, I've provided seven tips to help you create a a self-care routine as you come into your authentic self. These seven tips are define what authenticity means to you. Do not be afraid to explore your likes, dislikes, gifts, skills, and talents. Trust your intuition Choose to be around people who celebrate your attributes. Have acceptance. Understand how thoughts become things. And create environments of beauty and peace. These seven tips can help you to develop and maintain a strong core set of values and behaviors once you begin to apply the strategies in your life. Over time, you'll get used to being your your true self. And you'll learn to love all aspects of who you are in the process, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, you know, all of who you are. These tips are in no specific order. 
um, they're, they're all equally important. Define what authenticity means to you. And from time to time, you may hear me uh, turning pages in the background, and, and that's okay. Authenticity means something different to everyone. Now, when I think of authenticity, the word different, odd, true to self, alignment, and real happiness comes into my mind. Some of these words, for me, bring up images of being different from the rest and standing out from the crowd. This is good because being different means that you are original. And it takes a lot of courage at times to be different from the rest. There are many people in our lives who have expectations of how we should live, we have parents, employers, spouses, religion, society, um, even friends. Have you ever thought about how advertisers play a huge part in making people feel like they have to be part of a particular group in order to fit in? You don't have to fall for the hype. With all the outside noises and chatter telling us how to act, what to do, and who to be, it's amazing that any of us are able to break out of our shells of conformity. It truly is. What exactly is authenticity? It is the ability to line up your values with your behaviors. Now, this means that you must know what your values are, and you must know in order of importance. For example, it could be that spending time with your family is of greater priority than working overtime or working a second shift position. Defining authenticity is creating the type of environment that feels good to you. Now, this can be tricky because we've been conditioned for so long to pay attention to what others want us to value. What do my parents want me to do with my life? What does my spouse expect from me? What type of person does my employer expect me to be? What expectations does society have of me? Breaking out of these norms and expectations can be transformational for many. New information is received which challenges our old way of thinking and brings about a new perspective and way of seeing the world. Often we have old patterns and way of doing things that over time, it just no longer works for us. A big part of being authentic is having a sense of knowledge, a sense of knowing, and a sense of purpose. What am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing with myself, with my life? It is important to know what brings you joy. And joy is a feeling of bliss, happiness for no particular reason, and a sense of alignment and peace with your inner and outer world. Joy costs very little money and is a decision that we make. 
many of us look for people, places, and things to make us happy and to bring fulfillment into our lives. When we look outside of ourselves for happiness, the result is typically disastrous. We become needy and unable to find our own solutions. We blame others for our insecurities, and we look for faults instead of strengths in ourselves and others. We must begin to explore the gifts, skills, and talents that we've been blessed with. Some of these gifts are obvious, but others are more obscure and must be cultivated through through other avenues, such as volunteering, joining uh, certain groups, such as civic groups, social groups, political, spiritual groups, or even recreational groups. Um, I may enjoy bowling. I may really have a passion for politics. I may have a passion for helping others. Participation in these type of groups or activities helps us to strengthen our interest and also to be around like-minded others who tend to support and encourage our beliefs and our values. So what does authenticity, what does it mean to you? Do not be afraid to explore your likes, your dislikes, gifts, skills, and talents. When you were a child, did you play kickball in the streets with your friends until the streetlights came on, play hide-go-seek? Take adventures that would start after breakfast and sometimes last until lunchtime. Were you a child that loved playing video games or was it watching TV shows or was your favorite pastime being cuddled up with a good book? What were those activities that made you lose track of time? As an adult, do you find yourself enjoying gardening? fixing radios, bikes, cooking meals for your favorite people? Is it playing chess or some other activity? These are just a few clues that can help you recognize your values and gifts. We don't always know what our skills and talents are. For many of us, we were never encouraged to develop our gifts or even told that we had certain abilities. What are those things that when you do them, you lose track of time? I have met so many people throughout the years who've developed certain skills and talents but choose not to share them with the world. For example, I knew a woman who had a talent for crocheting and creating beautiful art and craft accessories. She would make the most beautiful pieces of clothing, such as dresses, shirts, handbags, blankets, lapels, jewelry. I mean, you name it. She could hook it up. She would make things, and she would give them as gifts to friends and family. 
but she never had an interest in allowing others the privilege of enjoying her masterpieces. Many people would have easily purchased her merchandise for hundreds of dollars. Her work was exquisite. Instead, she chose to work a minimum wage job, live in poverty. The point is, you don't have to bury your talents in the sand. God has given us gifts and talents to share with the world. If you sing, don't wait to be discovered on America's Got Talent. Go to nursing homes and share your gifts with those who will appreciate it. If you cook, share your talents at events. Eventually, people may pay you to cater their special events. Share your gifts, skills, and talents with others. For me, as a young girl, I loved getting lost in an adventure of a good book, whether it was a Nancy Drew series, a Hobbit adventure, romance novel, or a scary story. Back then, my taste in literature was varied. As a young adult, I developed a love of travel. I met people from different cultures and lifestyles. As an adult, I've been privileged to travel around the country and world to meet new people from around the globe and listen to their stories, which I always find fascinating. Now, as a result of my experience, I've cultivated a love for helping people grow and develop mentally and spiritually. I educated myself and started a coaching practice, which over time has evolved into a business etiquette school or program. My life journey held many clues to my loves and my passions. What about your journey? You owe it to yourself to find out what brings you joy. What are those things that you do for enjoyment or for pleasure of making other people feel good? You may be surprised to learn that you can make a life out of doing what you love, but you first have to know what you love. Trust your intuition. Intuition is the ability to feel when a situation is right for you, good for you, and when it's not. Have you ever been in a situation where something from deep inside you says, you should call that person, to find out later that that person on your mind was sick or had important information to share with you? Have you ever been around someone and felt that something wasn't, wasn't right, later to find out that they, they didn't have your best interest at heart? Many of us are not encouraged to follow our instincts, but are told by others through a lifetime of conditioning to listen to reason, often their reasoning. The world rewards us for not giving into our inner guidance and for acting on the advice of what others believe is best for us. Have you ever noticed that the media is full of suggestions telling us what's best for us? 
you know, they say things like, or they tell us that what we should drive, what would make us be a part of the crowd, um, how we should live, what we should wear, and how we should act in order to be somebody. Um, They'll say something like, um, have it your way. You deserve a break today. You deserve only the best. While they're showing a picture of a 10-carat diamond ring or a luxury cruise or whatever it is that they're selling. If you act now, you'll be somebody. If you buy now, you'll be one of the crowd. You, you, you'll, you'll be one of us. You'll stand out. We have to realize that we, are, we already are somebody. We already do stand out. Do you know who you are? Creating an authentic life takes courage, focus, and persistence. Easy to feel like we have to do all the mental, physical, and spiritual work all on our own. When we feel this way, it's our it's our personal mind at work, our ego, and our ego or our personal mind or our our internal noise. It it advises for our undivided attention. That ego, it doesn't want you to let go of what it's telling you. It's constantly giving us messages that seem to support us. But in reality, it's often sabotaging us from being our true selves. For example, the ego says things like, you're better than they are because your beliefs are right and theirs are wrong. It tells you that if you would just change, or it says, if, if they would just change, you would be okay. And you don't have time to work on yourself. You're much too busy. What messages do your ego tell you that seems confirming at first, but's really self-defeating? Now, a few ways to overcome these negative practices are Pay attention to how people, places, and things make you feel. Intuition. Spend more time in environments that feel affirming. And when I say affirming, I mean that feel pleasing, that are accepting, that feel accepting, welcoming. And less time in places that feel disaffirming overbearing and restrictive. Trust that your spirit will not lead you astray and that the God force within you will lead you if you allow it to. Divine power, universe, others define it as power within us. Some call it God. But this feeling is pure, positive love. 
everyone is born with an internal divine sense of knowing. It's the same energy and life force that creates miracles. Once we learn to believe that God within us has our back at all times, it helps us to reduce the external and internal voices that compete with our inner knowing. And with practice and patience, in time, self-growth and inner love will develop and become a best practice. Important stuff. Be around people who celebrate your attributes, who celebrate who you are. According to the online dictionary, affirm means to state a fact, assert strongly and publicly. Merriam-Webster online dictionary says that to affirm is to say that something is true in a confident way to show strong belief or dedication to something, such as an important idea. Now, after reading the definition of affirm, I realized that we affirm ourselves and each other all the time with our words. Now, the question becomes, are we affirming in the positive or the negative? The old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is one of the biggest lies ever told. The truth is, words hurt. In fact, words can cut and tear us to the bone. Negative words spoken in anger, fear, and embarrassment can create heartache and pain that last a lifetime. Believe it or not, most wars are started over an inability to respect and accept others for their differences. Personal disputes often happen because one or both parties desire to be right at all costs. Now, this type of attitude and behavior creates an atmosphere of discord and discontentment. Most importantly, it breeds negativity that can bring out the worst in others and cause chaos and confusion. There are those who have the ability to uplift and encourage. These are the type of people who accept you for who you are, but also encourage you to grow and become stronger in your gifts and your talents. I was on a coaching call one day. Uh, with a business coach, and by the end of the call, I was so inspired and pumped up. She reminded me of my greatness, my gifts, and my callings to help others. I ended the call thinking to myself, wow, if I had this type of encouragement in my life on a daily basis as a young adult, I could have conquered the world. My truth is that although I did not have that type of mentorship, support, and encouragement as a child, as an adult, I've been fortunate enough to learn the power of being a positive person and of being around positive people. Now, there is a difference between being around positive people and being around people who say yes to you all the time because they want to please you or stay in your good graces. 
being around yes people is another way the personal self or the ego gets stoked and reinforces messages like you're always right. You don't have to do any work on yourself. Yes people give us messages that sabotage and not empower. Now, the world, one thing that we have to remember is the world is full of problems, troubles, challenges, and tragedies. We don't know the struggles that others face on a day-to-day basis. Being an encourager not only helps support those whose lives are brightened and uplifted by your messages of hope, faith, and love, it also helps to reinforce the God power that you carry within. Did you know that when you highlight strengths of others and downplay their weaknesses, you're helping them to develop their positive self-regard? Hmm. It encourages and motivates them to stay in their power and authenticity and to feel good in their skin. Now, in order to uplift others and be a light and a beacon, it's important to take care of yourself and be good to yourself and to treat yourself the way that you want others to treat you. Now, when you are an uplifter, it helps to do things that make you feel good, that keep your spirits high, and that celebrate your victories, both large and small. We often believe that a success has to be large in order to be of significance, but that is not true. And we must learn to celebrate our small victories. The small victories, when we celebrate all the small victories, it's all the small steps that we take that when we look back, helps us to reach that large goal that we set for ourselves. Pat yourself on the back for making it through another day. Small victories. Learn to have acceptance. Acceptance is the ability to let go of resistance and go with the flow. It is allowing a process of natural consequences to take place without trying to manipulate the outcome. In this world, birth, death, and change are a few of the constants in life. Why is it that we resist change? Many of us don't want to grow old. We're resistant to our children growing up. We don't like people, places, and things uh, coming, uh, coming in and changing our status quo. We often, uh, we often do. Mm. Oh, so no, I wanted to say, how often do we truly recognize that change is the miracle that brings with her growth? An opportunity. The older I get, the better I'm able to trust the process of life. I'm also learning the art of creating the reality that I want for myself, 
especially or equally important as celebrating myself and my realities is having acceptance of others and how they choose to unfold their realities. Everyone will not believe as I believe, and that's okay. What is important is that I believe in my heart, I believe in my heart's desire that I allow others to believe in their heart's desire. Once we learn that we create our own reality and accept that very little happens to us in life that we didn't play a part in, then we can stop feeling powerless and realize that we each create our life stories with our thinking, our words, and our behaviors. I once had a coaching client who felt like life was throwing her some curveballs, and she incessantly, she talked about situations in which she was being taken advantage of, not receiving opportunities she deserved, and health concerns that were in a state of total uncontrollability. Now, through coaching, through our coaching sessions, it helped her to take her power back and to find her voice. And she remembered that she was responsible for creating her emotions, her dreams, and her desires, and allowed others in her life to do the same. Her life began to unfold naturally, and she truly began to understand the serenity prayer. And I remember that, you know, these were things that she said to me. God, give me the wisdom to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can. During one of our final sessions, she said to me, Katrina, I realize that no longer do I have to go into situations being totally powerless. I am not a victim as long as I educate myself and refuse to go into situations blindly. That was truly a day of liberation. It is a freedom that we each have the ability to experience. She gained control over her personal power and her experiences. How many times would you guess that people have mistaken the acts of acceptance as being passive? These are two behaviors, and these behaviors are opposite spectrums of each other. Contrary to popular belief, it takes confidence to have acceptance, because acceptance means that one is willing to face reality, their reality. The question is, whose reality are you willing to face? In my life, I have acceptance that God and love are the same force and that as long as I live and walk in love, that my life will continue to come together. Now, as I visualize my hopes, dreams, and goals, they will continue to unfold in amazing and wondrous ways. When things don't go as expected and when disappointments happen, acceptance allows me to get through those disappointments without becoming a part of the disappointment or chaos that often travels with contrast. 
how often have you been confronted with situations of which you had no real control, yet you've tried to manipulate the outcome? How often do you try to convince or how often do others try to convince you that their reality should be your reality too? Mm -hmm. Acceptance allows me to move through change without getting stuck. And for me, that is so important because it's so easy for me to, you know, want other, other people's reality to be my reality or to want my reality to be other people's reality. And, you know, there are times that other people want their reality to be mine. So, you know, when I, when I think on these, you know, when I look back um, at these tips and, um, you know, I really realize that um, I have no real control over other people and, and over situations, just, the part that I play in it, it really does help me uh, to have a better acceptance. Understand how thoughts become things. Thoughts becoming things have everything to do with the law of attraction, meaning what you put out in the universe comes back to you in equal force. This is also the principle of reaping what you sow. I can remember as a young girl, people would ask me, why are you so sad? I didn't even realize I was looking sad, but I knew I wanted to change. I didn't know at the time, but I began teaching myself self-talk, which is talking oneself into feeling better and consciously letting go of negative thoughts, words, and behaviors and replacing them with something different. It felt very uncomfortable in the beginning. But today, I can smile and keep my face and eyes uplifted, even if I am not feeling uplifted. I'm now consciously looking for reasons to have gratitude, beliefs and expectations for things that make me feel good. The more I put a smile on my face, Even when I'm not feeling very happy, the better I feel. I had to learn my way into feeling good the majority of the time, which was the opposite of what I've been practicing. One day, I can remember saying to myself, I'm pretty happy for no particular reason. At that moment, I realized that I had reprogrammed my thinking and had freed myself of the feeling of negativity that had been a part of me for so long. Now, I have not arrived, and I never will. I must daily find reasons to feel good. And that's so important. You know, I never arrived from my journey. I'm, I'm constantly on this journey, and, um, and I realize that every day, I'm starting I'm starting this journey over again every day every day every day. Now, in the past few years, I've made an agreement with myself to make exercise a part of my life. And actually, I've started making exercise my medicine. A few days ago, I began to recognize myself having negative self-talk dialogues. 
I don't know why you're spending so much time in the gym. It's not working. You're not losing weight. It's never going to work. When I arrived at the gym that morning, I spoke with a trainer about my self-sabotage thoughts, and she said to me, Katrina, keep showing up and showing out. You're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. This was an example to me of how the ego works um, to sabotage good works. And if we don't learn how to tap into our higher or God mind, um, if we don't learn how to tap into our God mind, we won't succeed. I listened to the messages and realized that they were not serving my higher good. They were not helping me to elevate or grow. And I give thanks that I'm able to recognize my negative thoughts and get support that I need. Mm-hmm. What type of messages are you allowing your mind and thoughts to program into your memory bank? Are you constantly listening to messages of, I'm sorry, messages of doom and gloom on the radio? television? Do you gossip about others and listen to the rumor mill? Are you around friends and family that give you subtle and overt messages of negativity, fear, hurt, and disappointment? These are important questions because our emotions and physical body work together as a computer or as a fine oiled machine to produce the results of what we feed it. Now, the mind is like a computer waiting to be programmed. Now, here is where our choices make a significant difference in our outcomes. If we allow our ego or personal self to be in control of the information we take in, we program in fear, negativity, selfishness, jealousy, anger, and a whole host of other emotions that don't serve us well. The result of this type of thinking brings results of pain, sadness, lack of fulfillment, and unhappiness. We all feel these emotions from time to time. And for me, I'm too, you know, a lot of times I, I go there and then I think, goodness, I'm able to recognize it and back up do something different, make a different choice, make a better choice, make a healthier choice. Practice every day. The question is, have you made these emotions a permanent address in your thoughts and behaviors? You can always know what your thoughts are producing by how you feel. Create beauty and peace environments. Many of us have not learned how to associate our environment with how we think and feel. Have you ever noticed that in urban neighborhoods, there are lots of churches, corner convenience stores, fast food restaurants, car dealerships? The feeling is often one of congestion, busyness, sometimes even hopelessness and despair. Suburban neighborhoods are filled with sit-down restaurants, banks, shopping malls, and businesses. The feeling is one of busyness. In affluent neighborhoods, there are houses, no stores, 
no restaurants, no businesses or banks. There is quietness and a feeling of order. Pay attention to the type of environments that make you feel creative, peaceful, and full of life. And you may not be able to change your outer environment, but when you come into your abode, when you come into your home, what are you doing to make it a peaceful environment? As much as possible in your home and office space, remove clutter. Make your home and office feel comfortable and inviting. Decorate with colors that make you feel good. And pay attention to how you wear colors and use them in your personal space. Being a deliberate creator of your atmosphere could mean listening to soothing, inspiring, and positive music, spending time in nature, taking a walk and looking for things to appreciate, sipping on a glass of tea, or just being still and uninterrupted by your cell phone or television for a period of time. It could also mean being willing to spend time by yourself uninterrupted, five or ten minutes or more in quiet solitude to help you center your thoughts, meditate, focus on your aspirations, and listen to divine promptings. This step is about becoming conscious and deliberate about your aesthetics, the beauty you create with your thinking, feeling, behaviors, and actions. Be a word watcher. This means paying attention to the words you use to communicate to communicate to yourself and others, what are you telling yourself? Remember, I talked about negative self-talk that my ego was giving me about the gym. Learn how to become a conscious observer of the self-talk you give yourself. When the messages are positive, give yourself credit. And when the messages are negative, tell yourself, thank you, but no thank you. Give yourself messages that affirm and uplift. I'm sorry, that affirm and uplift. The messages we give to others is equally important. If you cannot say nice things about people, don't say anything at all. Avoid gossip and choose not to be around those who talk negative words. Because words are contagious and thoughts become things. In our true state of authenticity, we are practitioners of positivity and love. Choose to create environments that reflect this tone. Now, I want to give a bonus checklist for entrepreneurs. Give back. As an entrepreneur, it is important to choose and, and, you know, I said entrepreneur, but I should say bonus tip for leaders. And we are all leaders. We are all leaders. Give back. As a leader, or even as an entrepreneur, as a leader, it is important to choose a leadership style that embraces and promotes a sense of ethic, morality, relationship building, and civic responsibility. 
when these character traits are incorporated into the way business is conducted, it results in doing the right thing, which is a major aspect of giving back. Sometimes we give back to our employees in the form of bonuses, incentives, and company perks because letting your employees know that you care about their well-being builds trust and a mutual reciprocal relationship. Developing community partnerships that embrace civic responsibility means spending time and or resources and volunteer efforts for the good of the greater community. Participation in these types of activities strengthens relationships, provides opportunities to be of service to others, promotes empathy, and encourages altruism. What causes passion to ignite in your heart? Develop relationships. The customer experience is all about developing an efficiency and effective way of communicating to ensure outcomes that are mutually beneficial. Most businesses do not recognize that they are serving two sets of customers, internal customers, which are employees, vendors, volunteers, and for some board members and silent partners that work with you to provide an experience the customers you serve. As a business owner, keep your hands on the pulse of what makes your internal customers happy. This results in higher retention, greater productivity, and people who want to do a good job. External customers are the customers you serve. Always look for fun and creative ways to interact and engage with your customers to listen to their wants, needs, and desires. Let your customers know that you want them to have a quality experience. Ask them if you are meeting their needs. Do you blog, have a Facebook profile, Instagram, LinkedIn, or use other forms of communication to develop lasting relationships? Be true to your brand. Once you know your mission and purpose, Don't be afraid to focus. Use your logo and your mission statement to create a culture and a powerful presence that will allow you to stand out from the competition. Know what it is that you provide. Is it quality versus quantity? High-priced services versus affordable services? Are you one-stop shop versus a specialized experience? Be able to articulate the benefits and features of the business or of the services you offer. What will the customer gain as a result of using your service or product? What colors represent your brand and what do the colors mean? Get help if needed by hiring a marketing coach or consultant. If you can't afford to hire professional service, find guerrilla marketing books, workshops, Join organizations that represent your business interests and volunteer to be on committees such as marketing, membership board, etc. This will help you to learn, grow, and share with other professionals. Don't feel like you have to do everything or that you have to have everything figured out at once. This process, this process 
takes time, research, and time. Be mindful of leadership style. The bottom line in business is to make a profit. However, how you lead the organization will have a major impact on the type of influence your business makes on the communities it serves. How the company does business, the ethics make uh, make how the I'm sorry the ex the ethics and principles that are incorporated, and the social philosophies it embraces sets the tone for how upper management communicates with middle management, how middle management communicates with the frontline staff, how the frontline staff, uh, how the frontline staff, how the frontline supervisors communicate with the staff, and how all staff translate those messages to the customers being served. A few leadership styles that are used in business, um, in the business world, are authoritarian, coercive, democratic, servant, situational, benevolent, and transformational. Choose well the leadership style that you embrace to move your company forward and the people who will help you serve. What leadership styles will you embrace? And how would it help you help others become great leaders? Develop a prosperity mindset. Taming the mind is truly an exercise in patience, right thinking, and perseverance. It takes a conscious effort to recognize when your way of thinking is not producing the the desired outcomes you want. Change and a willingness to learn and grow is required. A habit of thinking that reflects growth, gratitude, and plenty are necessary ingredients. The question to ask yourself is, am I willing to take the necessary steps, despite obstacles, to develop a healthier mindset? If the answer is yes, find a mentor, a coach who exemplifies the qualities, character traits, and the results you desire to possess. Remember that prosperity is a spiritual quality. Practice mental, physical, spiritual, and financial balance. Seek resources that will assist you in your quest for balance and a healthy lifestyle. Authenticity is an ongoing journey, a process of self discovery. Each of these tips when used individually can help us grow and expand how we see the world. When these skills are combined and used collectively, they can transform our lives in ways that positively impact our personal and professional development. Developing your authenticity is about learning to be comfortable in your own skin, confident and secure in your abilities, and open to new ways of viewing the world. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to the seven essential self-care tips for creating an authentic lifestyle. 
I want you to know that Satari Life Skill Institute or Satari Life Satari Self Care Institute offers coaching sessions and a variety of classes to assist individuals who want to develop an entrepreneurial mindset and the foundational skills of personal and professional success. Visit us today at Satari selfcareinstitute.com and register for classes how to survive and thrive in the U.S. business culture, uh, managing emotional labor, a mastermind group, as well as other classes. So to just recap, in a world where everyone wants you to look like they do, being your authentic self can seem scary, rebellious, and even unnatural. Authenticity is about knowing what you value, how you would choose to live out those values, and most important, why those values are important to you. We have provided seven tips to help you create a self-care routine as you come into your authentic self. And these seven tips, again, are Define what authenticity means to you. Do not be afraid to explore your likes, dislikes, gifts, skills, and talents. Trust your intuition. Choose to be around people who celebrate your attributes. Have acceptance. Understand how thoughts become things. Create environments of beauty and peace. And know that These tips can help you develop and maintain a strong core set of values and behaviors. And once you apply these strategies to your life, over time, you'll get used to being yourself and will learn to love all aspects of who you are in the process. And I want to end with an affirmation. I want to share an affirmation that I say on a daily basis with you so that you can incorporate this affirmation into your life or, you know, I encourage you to create an affirmation that you say to yourself on a regular basis. I am a blessing to the planet. I give and receive love, joy, acceptance, forgiveness. I have abundance, prosperity, and good health. All of my relationships are healthy and fulfilling. It is safe to be me. All is well. I have a lavish, steady, dependable income based on integrity and mutual benefit. It is safe to be me. All is well. I want to thank you all again for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. I am your host, Katrina Jones of Satari Self-Care Institute, blessing you with peace, love, and all the good that life has to offer. And I want to encourage you, if this helped you, um, please share it with others, and please um, please subscribe or um, please 
um, subscribe to my show if you found it if you found it helpful, and uh, would like to know when other shows are are airing. Abundance, blessings, and peace. Don't mess with Mister In Between. Don't mess with Mister In Between. Ah.